0: Hey there, Ruby fans! Welcome to another edition of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Today we are talking about the world of Remnant, Between Kingdoms, and Volume Four, Episode Three of Runaways and Stowaways. Guys, we're on a boat. Stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan fan discussion.
0: AfterBuzz TV.
1: And now, let the buzz begin.
0: I will never get over how anime this opening is. It it's is incredibly anime, so and I love great. it. It makes me so happy. It's so funny because, like, the show is at its saddest. But, like, this song makes me so happy. All right, guys. Hey, Ruby fans. Uh, for those of you joining us again today, uh, we were here earlier today. Mark oh, and I. yeah. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in. And thank you to everybody who wasn't able to come earlier but is joining us for the show this evening. You mean those of us who have day jobs? <laughs>
1: That was mean. That's really mean. That was very mean. And I was at my job because I work here.
0: (laughs) That's true. You do. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Mark Donica.
1: Hello on the internet, Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Uh, And to my left, it's the left, right? Yes. I don't know. uh, It's the one where it looks like an L. Stacey Shuttleworth. Hi,
2: guys. I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Stacey Shuttles. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at KiaJay. That is A
0: X E T. And I'm Megan Salinas, you guys can tweet at me at the main one. that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Katie's got an eye on the live chat, and uh, we are also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag R-W-B-Y-A-B-T-V. I can do Twitter. Oh, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah,
1: yeah, Focus. Mark's
0: all over it. Focus. Yeah. Mark's all over it. Focus. My man. So, guys, let's, I want to start off talking about the world of Remnant, but I also want to just kind of emotionally check in with you all. <laughs> what are we all doing right now? I'm going to go collapse in a heap somewhere, how about you?
2: I'll, I'll be right next to you.
3: Okay, let's do yeah. it. I'm
2: good.
3: Uh, Aww. Aww, that's adorable. <laughs> Someone screen caps that and just photoshops little hearts and lacy text. Aww, <laughs> keep shipping. Uh, <laughs> Why
1: well, it gotta be lacy text? Um, yeah, I'm all right. How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Um, I'm very <laughs> intrigued. I, I will say, watching these two episodes, I feel feelings, but um, there's also like a lot to unpack, and there's a lot of like foreshadowing going on. So. That's, a lot of this, a lot of today's panel is going to be prediction based, just so as you know, and, um, uh, <laughs> that Metroid though, that Metroid though, um, I do also want to say for those of you, uh, who, who might be tuning in for another reason, we are going to be making our Red versus Blue DVD Blu-ray combo pack giveaway announcements at the end of the show, so stay tuned. Okay, I think that does it for announcements right now. Uh, So yeah, let's let's start with the World of Remnant between kingdoms. I love that we got an introduction to all of the different kingdoms through the various World of Remnants that we got during the interim. What did you guys think of this kind of look in between the kingdoms?
3: I think this is really going to be working with what we're seeing with Team Ranger right now, because we just got the, this entire village is dead because bandits attacked it and then Grim happened. And then we got the bit of the background in the World of Remnant with bandits and grim, and these are how different villages survive, and this is how this sort of works for them. Like, it was, it was very much a life sucks and then you die <laughs> sort of World of Remnant.
2: A little bit. It was. But
3: it's good to have that background, and I'm sure we're going to run into those bandits, and I'm sure we're going to see more of that.
0: Yeah, and if anybody's going to make a life sucks and then you die a oh World of Remnant, it's going to be Crow. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I think Salem would be pretty high up in that. That's true. I mean, everything sucks, well, and then I'm going sucks. to kill you.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, life you sucks in that yeah.
0: and then I will kill you. I have
1: made your life suck. <laughs> Time to die.
2: <laughs> yeah. Stacey, yeah. what do you think? Man, um... I thought it was really interesting kind of seeing and a, a lot of confirming what we were seeing in the episode. I like that we got it after we had already been thrust into seeing these little villages. Because, I mean, this volume has been the first one that we've really gone out into the world and seen these little villages. So, And then going back and having certain things confirmed and a little bit more in-depth explained to us. Now we're ready to go back. and
0: Yeah, I, I love the timing of it. Because first we're introduced to a village that the team saved. And then we get to a village that Jean cared about that was decimated, and we get the hint about the about the bandits. And then we get this as a follow up. We if we had gotten this earlier, I don't think the emotional gut punch of what happened to Jean's uh, childhood vacation area. um, I don't think it would have been as impactful.
3: Everything that Jean loves goes up in flames. Let's be real. Everything he loves dies.
0: (laughs) Specifically in flames. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Yeah, it's rough. I I like that we get this information, too, because it, it says a lot about where we're going to be going. You know, uh, the villages that are still around are are probably villages to be contended with because they, they either have great barriers, a strong military, or very, very stubborn people that will come at you with pitchforks. Or they're villages
3: that just started.
0: Yeah, that, have not that are been not around long for, for, very for this long. world.
1: I think uh, we might even get... Not necessarily villages, but other bands of people. Oh, we yeah. are just constantly traveling. Mm-hmm. Other adventuring
3: um, parties.
2: Keep,
1: no, no, I, I just mean traveling civilizations like, like, like we nomads. had. Like oh. yeah, yeah. nomads. So to avoid everything uh, and any possible negative emotions that come with the Creatures of Grim, oh, this area is pretty bandit heavy. Instead, we have... Uh, traveling cities uh, instead.
0: Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I like the right. idea of kind of this continual organ trail across the kingdoms of Retina. That or- sounds fun. Organ tra- you have died of dysentery, oh, and no. then Grim.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have died of dysentery. Your family's grief attracted Grim. They died of Grim. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, do you hunt <laughs> buffalo, Grim? Are buffalo Grim a thing? Probably. Probably. They could be. Oh my god. Oh. We went to Yellowstone when I was a kid, and I got to see a fully-grown bison up close and personal. Those things are scary. (laughs) They are big, and they don't care. So I feel like if we're going to have hoofed grim... Bison are going to be the second scariest thing you could possibly have. The scariest thing you could possibly have with hooves is a moose.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> moose are giant prehistoric creatures that really super don't care and whose eyes do not reflect light. Uh,
1: so. <laughs> what would the what would the literary reference be?
3: Do we
2: need one?
1: We've gotten them for everything else. Have we? No, for for the for the yeah for the grim. Gr- yeah, for that the just grim.
2: means that we won't have moose grim, and I am good with yeah, that. It's fine. <laughs> evil that's, antlers you know what would be I'm cool. sure there's
0: some canadian fable
3: well, or sure. i don't know
2: you We're know what we'll would... it though but <laughs> you know,
0: and we'll we'll talk about um we'll talk about different based grim uh when we get to uh episode 3 but what i would really like um just talking about like antler based grim um if anybody's seen princess mononoke and <gasps> the spirit of the forest, the I, would, forest spirit. I would absolutely love to see an evil
3: grim version of that we got that that was what the Nightwalker was Without its head, remember? I don't, off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah, no. no, that movie traumatized me. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, like, towards the end. I wouldn't It Where wasn't it evil. murdered
3: almost everything. But it wasn't evil. Yeah. It was it a spirit was fine of It was end. a
0: spirit of death
3: at that Whatever. point. Whatever. Anyway. Also, the literary reference for a uh, Moose Grimm would definitely be Bullwinkle.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I suppose
3: so. <laughs> Only if there was, was Flying Squirrel to go with it. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be Flying Squirrel Grimm?
2: Watch God, that! that Terrified, just little flying squirrel. Yeah, only, and only then squirrel.
1: Only, it only if it still has the only if it still has the voice. The I'm gonna get you if, if you if the last thing that I do. <laughs> We're <gonna kill> him. <laughs> Something like it that. it would
0: have to be a bad pun, probably. Um, but anyway, to oh of, to get back to the world of remnant <laughs> that we have, um, we also get a little bit of talk about the uncharted territories, which is you know Crow acknowledging that there are places on the map we haven't talked about mainly mm-hmm. that big shadowy place and now here's a question he also says and somewhere out there she is and we can probably assume that the she is salem mm-hmm. um hanging out in her shadowy kingdom uh filled with grim spawn or whatever but is it possible he's talking about somebody else Possible that he's talking about Raven. Possible it's talking about somebody we haven't met
3: yet. If, if
1: there is a somebody else, if it mm-hmm. could be a somebody else, it would be Raven, but I'm pretty sure it's Salem.
0: I, I
3: mean, CinemaSins would call it playing the pronoun game, so we don't <laughs> yeah. really so we have to an know who,
0: So we have to ask who she is. Ding! <laughs> exactly. Well, again, I absolutely loved... I, I can't talk enough about how much I love the animation style with this, and I really appreciate the choice for Crow as the narrator for these ones. Do you guys have any other thoughts on this episode of the World of Remnant?
3: Uh, Malachroma says they're holding out for Grim the size of mountains. The sea ooh. dragon Grim was great, but give me something bigger. Uh, Jennifer wants chipmunk Grim, and half the chat really loves moose and squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Standing by Life wants Owl Grim. Ooh. Ooh. And heads that turn all the way around. Oh, right. no, no, not not, not ooh.
1: Ooh. The ooh. There you go. Perfect. Nailed know, it.
0: The century. Yeah, right. That would be so cool. Owls. All right. So yeah, talking about um, talking about different types of grim. Let's go ahead and move on into uh, Volume Four, Episode Three of Runaways and Stowaways, guys. Like, I love that this episode was twenty minutes long. I love that we're getting like twenty minute long episodes right so now. Yes.
3: Nice. Actual
1: spoiled. TV length.
0: Yeah. I'd have to imagine incredible. that the
3: animation team is just kind of collapsed in a heap anytime they <laughs> yeah. get a chance can, to think.
0: Can we take a minute to appreciate how freaking special like this volume in particular is? Yeah. Looking at the set pieces and the lighting. I'm looking at all this and going, like, I'm not an animator, but I know for a fact that they have to create all of these different assets just for this one set piece, this one action sequence. And holy cow, guys.
3: Th- it was amazing. Yeah, they have to oh, yeah. they have to design them. They have to build them. They have to rig them. It is a multi-step process that goes through multiple people. Thank God they're using Maya at this point.
0: Yeah, I, like, if... I know that some people aren't crazy about that new transition, but guys, it was the right move, and oh it my looks God, fantastic. Who's yes. not crazy about the transition? Right. There's some people. Well, a lot who of people we talked the way, to the way it looks in Poser, but you know what? I I well, love they're Posers, <laughs> but hey! I love the way it looks in Maya. And you should always go with the industry standard unless you have something better. Yeah, and yeah. at
3: the moment, Maya is the industry standard. That's what people in art colleges are learning. So mm-hmm. it'll be easier for them to be like, "We need animators, come." As opposed to, "We need animators." Do you know poser? specifically
0: trained in right. this kind of niche software? Mm-hmm. Which nothing against Poser, like it worked really well uh, for the first three seasons. It worked phenomenally, oh but like seeing the new engine, it is a tier above. And I, I just get lost in the sky, oh my guys. God, yes. I get lost looking at the sky and the stars. It's so nice.
1: Hey, look at that sky.
0: Dead <laughs> sky.
1: Dead
3: sky, no, no, no. dead sky. There.
0: Oh, my God, it's so good. So before we kind of jump um, into the Blake side of things, I want to start off talking about Yang um, because I feel like this is the most emotionally driven sort of... Everybody's dealing with their own stuff right now, but I feel like Yang in particular is the most emotionally driven plot point at this particular time, particularly with the way they're portraying her PTSD. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to pose to you guys, you know, what do you guys think about where she's at right now?
3: I mean, I, there's part of me that's impatient for her to move on, but having not gone through anything remotely similar to this, I don't feel like I really have the right to be like, oh, no, she should be over it, because everyone handles this stuff really differently, and that was an extremely traumatic event.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I actually, I love the way it's kind of, it's super this understated, I mean, she it's very, very clear what she's going through and how she's not really handling it. But it's in a very quiet, very subdued way, it except you know when things happen and it flares up really bad like that and just the the kind of disconnect with introducing you know her getting an arm and having this chance and then just having no motivation to take it that that was a really big kind of important facet. I that think
1: happened. that speaks to to yang's resolve though it's not it's the fact that she wants to figure out how to live like this instead of getting the easy way out mm-hmm. with the arm. It also tells us something interesting about uh, our boy Ironwood. Like in in episode 2, his it was initially like, "Oh, you, schools coming back. You you're welcome to to come anytime." But now with the arm, it's like Ironwood already had it ready. He fe- he seems like he is just riddled with guilt about Absolutely. everything that's happened. Yeah. It was and his
0: precious robot army that got taken over,
3: and it was his precious caused robot that got problems. problems. Yeah, hit, and, torn into
1: bits. And Ozpin, mm.
0: you know, now having disappeared, and and again, we'll get to that a little bit later. But with Ozpin gone, you know, I yeah, I think he is trying to make up for it. I think he's trying his best to to you know, be there for Ozpin's students when in, Mm -hmm. you know, in the wake of his disappearance. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, I do like how they kind of play it up ambiguously. You're not quite sure if she doesn't want to take it because it's admitting to something that she's Mm -hmm. lost or... Um, like it's fully accepting it at that point or if she sees it as a crutch or we yeah we don't really quite know why she's turned it down at this particular point or if she's just the reason she isn't taking it is because she's just not ready to move on yet like that could be it too
3: yeah I saw a theory I think it was in the comments of uh, Megan and I do reaction videos to these uh, episodes and I think it was in the comments of our latest video talking about Yang not taking the arm because she hasn't fully accepted that she's lost her arm yet and if you look at the interpretation of this PTSD trigger moment as her trying to pass a cup to the arm that's no longer there that could very well be part of it
0: yeah, and and that's that's something too because I didn't pick up on that the first time I, I watched this episode. That was something that after they pointed that out, I was like, "Oh yeah, she was trying to do that." It, like it looks like that. That's exactly what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's really tough. So my question: We know eventually she's going to move on. We know that for a fact that she will. You know, she'll never get her arm back, but she will emotionally move past this, even though this is something that is going to stick with her for forever. My question to you guys is, what do you think is going to be the thing that moves her past this? Is it her own resolve, or is she going to be forced to move on when other people come a-calling? I'm going to say six of one, half a dozen of the other. I mean... Uh, Adam is still out there, mm-hmm. um, and in her portion of the opening, like we see Faunus that we've never seen before. Mm. Wow. I, th- I think, and maybe, again, most of this panel's going to be predictions, I think that someone's going to attack... And she's going to have to, like, she's literally going to be forced into the situation where she has to do something.
2: Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think especially if she's in this isolated little bubble. She has a routine. She can stay there. I mean, going to her routine, we see her kind of going through her household chores. She's settled in. I don't know that she has much inner motivation right now to kind of move on. So I, it might take an outer catalyst to kind of get her going again. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, if it
1: will be the the White Fang or any any of the people that she's fought in the past. Like uh the at the end of season two it was Neo. Um it Raven could, could come a calling uh, who knows?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. K in the chat is predicting that Neo's gonna show up. Like, I, wouldn't that be a thing?
1: I don't I don't be. think she would because her most recent business is with Ruby uh, and how and uh was handled. So I, yeah. I think she would go after Ruby first and but we haven't even seen her emerge yet.
3: Long range communications are down. Mm-hmm. She may not know where Ruby is, but she may have found out this is where Ruby's family lives. Maybe she'll be there. You always start at home.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's a good pick. There's also, I mean, the TV stations are still up, you know, and even though the main communication lines are down, like news is still being conveyed, you know, at least in the short run in between each kingdoms um and so it's also possible that she could see beacon under attack again um because there are there are grim troops that are like surrounding beacon even though they're trying to rebuild so it's also possible that she could see another village getting attacked or her school getting attacked again and she could like that could be the trigger that makes her go and try to help i don't know because kevin attracts grim doesn't he uh, it's hard to say. I, I would just imagine that not only with Salem sending Grimm, but also just wh- whoever's left at Beacon, probably just this swirl of negativity and just not yeah. good feelings.
1: Never know when he's yeah. going to a- emerge out of the stone, if, if yeah. ever, or there's just yeah. a whole bunch of unknown there. Well,
2: there's yeah. a lot of fear. A lot. Yeah, absolutely. Bring Hi, Kevin.
0: <laughs> okay, look keep bringing up the dragon let's go ahead and is there anything else you guys want to say about yang's storyline before we move on i feel bad for her but i do like that we're
3: covering it in bits and pieces instead of just like here is a big episode chunk that's about yang it's like no we kind of cut back
1: any coincidence in any coincidence that everybody else kind of got their own episode but uh yang and blake got got an episode together I'm just poking oh, wow. I'm just poking the ships at this point i I think I th- mean you know you can kind of tell from Not our Blake gimmicks on, what, okay. um, what uh our I th- studio th- ships I think
0: maybe it's just time I, I i wouldn't disagree with that, but I it mean it's in the camp
1: just, camp song, damn it
0: it might <laughs> also it is this fabulous camp camp song that this man wrote
3: um, the last oh, go ahead. uh Chad has been saying that uh last season, Tyang said that Kevin was attracting grim, yeah, mm-hmm. okay so.
0: And again, I just imagine that whole area is just a swirl of negative emotions. It's probably not a good time. Anyway, um, before we move on to Blake's side of the things, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes, folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, leave a comment, and subscribe. We love hearing from you. It It is also, coincidentally, the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. This man can attest to that.
1: I can. I am one of those people.
0: Yeah. And we also love that we have an international audience, um, So we and we also love hearing from you guys on YouTube, on Twitter. For those of you uh, on the international side of things, please take a screen cap of yours and tweet it at us, because again, we love seeing those, and they do still count. They do still matter, so uh, we really appreciate your guys' support and you guys if you leave a comment you get a
3: shout out on the show also if you review the uh, podcast in Google Music take a screen cap of those too and send those to us so yes we have four new reviews Yay! since two weeks ago y'all are wonderful A++++ by Tumbling Block <laughs> This is one of my favorite aftershows. It's always full of information that I might have missed, great theories and predictions, and I always enjoy listening. I'm as glad the aftershow is back as I am about Ruby itself. Aww. Thank you guys for being awesome. That is the highest praise I we think we can you. ever get.
0: Thank yes. you guys
3: a great show by problematic ruby fan <laughs> i'm far too obsessed with ruby and other rooster teeth things and this podcast is a great way to keep up with the community and theories the hosts are amazing and the dynamic is great i love it and you will too i look forward to seeing every episode keep it up guys Biweekly weekly highlight by abdelest i think i'm saying that correctly I was so happy to hear that the, Ruby, that the ABTV Ruby hashtag alphabet soup, was returning for this volume. It's been one of the things I look forward to with each new season. Great questions and theories, great commentary, great guests, and great hosts. Keep it up, guys. Aww. That last great was all in caps.
1: Aww. And
3: boy, it's good to be back by G underscore off 2886. Great to see you all back and talking Ruby.
0: Aww. Short and sweet. You guys are great. You guys are
3: you guys so are wonderful. wonderful. We love
0: you. Aww. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> You guys are so you guys are the best. All right, let's go ahead and get back to it. Um, so Blake is not on a one-woman quest to take down the White Fang. She's on a boat. Everybody look at her because she's sailing on a boat. Do we think she's going home to see her family? Well, that's what she's said. That is what she, is said. What she yeah. said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's going home to menagerie, but specifically, are we thinking that the 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 faunus in the opening are her like father and brother?
3: That I've seen father and brother. I've seen father and mother. I've seen a few other theories. I would not be surprised.
1: What if no. it's double dads? Maybe. Dads Maybe. for days. Maybe.
0: I don't know. Parents. Double dads is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just the shorter one looked very young. Mm-hmm. So that was my assumption. I assumed a little brother.
1: I mean, I, I could go into now. not family-friendly uh, identifiers, <laughs> but, I, but I won't because it's a family program.
0: Ish. Ish. Okay. Depends on who we have on. Ish. Uh, depends, on the, depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she's kind of going on this soul-searching, soul, soul searching, gonna go back to her roots and try to figure some stuff out. Um, it's also possible that she's going to see them to obtain something, you know, to help her on her eventual quest against the White Fang. Um, how do we feel about Sun following her? What the hell, man? It's just Just, like, like, on one hand,
3: I get the concern. I get it. She did the thing, and then she ran off and disappeared, and you're worried about her. Like, I completely understand, but you also put a cloak on and followed her onto a boat, and the whole thing is just kind of... How were you socialized as a child? (laughs) were you socialized as a
1: child? And clearly he wasn't. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Please remind me, what is the, the team name that he's a part of?
3: Hot and Useless. Ah, that's yeah. what it was. He was useful it, for an entire fight this episode. It's groundbreaking. Yeah,
1: but he when he made his appearance and, and trying to say, I know why you did it, it it reminds me of the son that we've known for the past couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't, and he, the I think anybody who hasn't sort of updated their look hasn't they they made it a, a physical thing to not. They haven't changed yet. They haven't evolved. He
3: hasn't. He gone had a cloak through. for a hot second. That doesn't really <laughs> get
1: counted. that biz right out of here. Oh, I'm back to my old back. self. He's still Time the same, same person. person. Yeah, he
2: is. Um, and I think that. I, I mean, I think that does really explain why he followed her that's the disconnect between the two of them. Like, really didn't want anyone to go with her. But I feel like he would be like, I'm storming off, and he expects all his friends to follow him and then come to rescue him. <laughs> and he doesn't really understand, I think. And he's like,
0: I ditch them all the time. Yeah. It's no big deal. It's
2: I fine. I don't yeah. think he understands that, like, no, she doesn't actually want anyone well, to yeah. with her.
3: And so on one hand, he's not stalking her like that. On the other hand, he's still kind of stalking her.
0: <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Oh. And and the other thing is, too, is we don't necessarily take into account whether or not he's running away from his problems either. I mean, there was an entire school of people filled with mm-hmm. people who were his friends who are now like, you know, their school has tumbled and his all of his friends have scattered to the wind. That's, you know, with the exception of his team. That's something kind of traumatic to have gone through. And you know it could be that him following her is his, also kind of his way of dealing with it. Of just yeah. like I'm gonna look mm. forward.
1: But he also, the, it was brought up that well, what about abandoning the rest of your team? And he seemed not as confident when he had, when he mentioned ah, they'll, they'll they'll be fine without me. I told him that I'd be gone for a little while, and then the nice callback. It's not the first time that I hit out on a boat. Pretty good, do pretty you really solid. think
0: I'd get Neptune on the ocean? Yeah, like, and yeah, also I'm already on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> now Maybe here we're committed. Too late now. I have two feelings on this. I, I obviously I think it was wrong for him to like stalk her, but I'm glad that she does have a confidant in this particular mm-hmm. moment because her running away from her problems, it, you know, it's a bad habit that she keeps falling back on, and that's no way to go through life eventually you have to confront your problems head on. You know, she didn't even tell any of her friends where she was going. It's not like, hey, there's something I have to do. I I love you all, but I gotta go take care of this. Here's your yang, or most of her. I gotta go. Mm -hmm. Bye. bye. um, Yeah, she didn't do that. So, on the one hand, you know, I, I get why he did what he did, but I'm glad she has at least someone there to kind of remind her of, like, her friends and what's important, things like that, on the mm-hmm. other. And someone who's just generally fun to be around as well. Mm-hmm. Well, my um, son was there when all of that went down. He, he who understands? He yeah, gets it mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah, he yeah. didn't see what she saw or go through what she went through, but he has a better idea than I think a lot of other people would have. Right. However, and this is something I'm not sure how I feel about. There is a theory right now going around that the reason he's following her is because he's actually associated with the White Fang.
1: Oh, and he's a double agent. He's a double
3: agent.
0: Which, on the one hand, I'm like,
2: I don't think so. On the other hand, I'm like, what a great twist. Mm. What a a twist. Pretty pretty crazy double cross, yeah. Yeah. 'Cause we're not used to it, especially with his really bright and sunny disposition, just kind of the nothing bad happens. So that would be a really interesting turnaround.
1: And if you go back to the source material, he's a I, I don't think they would do that. But no. but I mean they've they have twisted people's I mean, flip and sender for goodness sake. But um I, I'm I'm hoping that um, I'm, I'm a fan of the Journey to the West story, and so when he mentioned it'll be a regular Journey to the East, yeah. I'm hoping now that maybe we get more from that text. But just, that's just me, because uh, I'm a fan of, like Sandy or Pigsy or something like. And and they're going to Menagerie, so there could be a pig, pig faunus, or another water creature faunus that could be Sandy. Um, yeah, I'm 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 into it.
3: I just, if it turns out that he is evil and he's a double agent, when we get the reveal, I really want him to go full ghost face reveal. Like, just Just go completely, scenery chewing Mm. completely off the handle. Like, if we're gonna do that. Go. Just go. <laughs> it's it. and it really is a full-on ghost face reveal. Just, love, just do
0: it.
2: Just do I it. I love ghost face pull reveals. Pull a Felix,
0: pull a ghost face, swing for the friggin' fences. Just do it. Just, just, they go from being a normal person to <laughs> I'm evil! It's
3: so much it's fun. It's great. And if you don't believe us, watch literally any Scream movie. Because that is always what they do. It's like you're relatively sane and then you
0: tear the mask off and it's like, oh. <laughs> you literally, it's like, oh, here's this piece of scenery. I'm going to start chewing it now. Apropos of nothing. <laughs> Hello, it's so great. Blake. <laughs> it's so much fun. Anywho, um,. Let's go ahead, and uh, there's there's something that's following this boat, though, uh, and it just happened. Well, the first time we see that fin, I'm like, oh my god! Guys, it's a water grim! It's a water grim!
1: I just paused it and turned on the episode uh, Serpent's Pass from Avatar The Last Airbender and watched nice. that, and oh. then watched the rest of the episode.
0: And <laughs> we, we get this wonderful reveal, but I want to ask you guys, um, b- before we got the reveal, I was thinking 100% water-based grim. Oh, yeah. What kind of water grim would you like to see in the show at some point because we are on this, you know, um, boat voyage thing. I have
1: three boat voyage
0: thing. I have three. No. I want a very,
3: very old turtle because the older Grim are, the smarter and stronger they get, and giant old turtles. Terrifying. Megalodon, giant sharks.
0: Cthulhu. Cthulhu Grim would be the best. This is what the, I
3: want Grimthulu yep. with little tentacle. Like I want it in my life. Stacy?
2: Uh, well, a giant sea turtle. Like a giant ancient sea turtle was one of mine, too. Like an island. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, Come now on. We're, now Come we're really on. going Avatar last <laughs>
1: week. What's your left?
3: Stacy. Oh. Sorry,
2: I'm
1: I was going to say, we're back. getting straight up lion turtle territory. Uh, I know, right? Ter- yeah. Ter- 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 here ter- ter- we go. Um, I, um, I agree with Mallory, who on the hashtag, which is hashtag uh, RubyABTV, said Hippogrim.
3: That's Ooh, horrifying. That's terrifying. It's the it's
1: the equivalent of the elephant grim, but in the water.
3: Renji wants a hydra. Yeah, that would
0: be great. And exactly Jason goes, T- jellyfish grim. <laughs> like, okay, We kind of got yeah, that we a did. little bit. bit. Yeah. I, I was going to say manatee grim, but now I'm thinking about it. No. Mm. Swordfish grim. Hey!
1: Ooh. I mean, we technically got a hint of that in the food fight. <laughs> so That's true. Swordfish. Yeah.
3: Let's go with hammerhead sharks. Ooh. Hammerhead sharks are horrifying, vicious things that will eat anything. People are afraid of great whites. Hammerheads are worse. That-, that
2: would be a terrifying design. Yes. Yes. Ter- With its Oh, eye- oh guys.
0: So we want to hear from you guys in the chat. What kind of water-based grim would Favorite you want? Favorite
1: one to see? right here. Jason Templer says Dory grim. <gasps>
0: It was attacking,
1: but it would attack in a, a, herd. Yeah, Ant a says crack and Aunt says,
3: "Kraken grim." K bits is with me on Cthulhu, and uh, Robert Lawrence
0: says, "Giant crab grim." Hit the weak point for massive damage. Crab people. I love the idea of um, of a kraken grim. Absolutely. If we don't get one before the season's
3: out, I'm going to be really upset. Standing by life says, "Piranha grim." <gasps> You want to talk about
0: tiny things that swarm? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, but we don't get any of those things. Instead, we get this awesome, wonderful serpentine dragon that goes full Pacific Rim with the reveal of its wings. Oh, yeah. I adored this dragon. Chinese water dragon. Yeah, it was yeah. an, an Eastern-style dragon as opposed mm-hmm. to Kevin, the Western-style dragon. And speaking of, we have another question uh, for the table and for you guys out there. Kevin was our last dragon. What do we name this one?
3: The people in the comments of our reaction video have started calling it Philip. I rather oh. like that. I am absolutely Thank down you. with Philip. My I was
1: going to say Sokka.
3: Aww.
1: That's my favorite, favorite character from from there. that particular episode of Avatar: The nice. Last Why not?
2: Nice, it's Daisy. Oh man, I have to throw at Sokka. I mean, you gotta, we have two you for Sokka. We're gonna have the avatar. two for
0: Sokka,
1: and he came <laughs> right back. back like a boomerang.
0: Ah, uh,
2: uh,
0: he's also extremely dead,
1: like a boomerang. <laughs>
0: I I was going to go with um something really nondescript like Steve or Bob or Steve. something but Bob. um yeah. but chat like Steve and Philip <laughs> I do like Philip. So a... I like both Philip and Zaka. So we will leave it up to Aye, you Steve. in the chat as to what uh, what the, the dragon shall be henceforth named. Evidently, anyway, the subreddit Steve. has named it Steve. It Steve. All right, Steve, it's so it's really? Steve. Okay, Steve the
3: dragon. And then uh, Robert Lawrence says, I call it dead. <laughs> oh, <dear.
0: laughs> well I like you. That burn well played. Was well played. Sick. So, okay, guys favorite moment from this particular fight scene because this, it was just spectacular.
1: Seeing Sun Semblance again. Yeah, That yeah. was pretty good.
2: <laughs> that was very cool.
0: Jumping off of Sun's head because that's what he's good for. <laughs> I, I would have to say going full Final Fantasy Advent Children with, like, yes. throwing Blake up into oh, the air. Yeah.
1: Which, oddly enough, we talked about Monday on Video Game Movie Anatomy. Uh, we covered Advent Children that day, and we were like, that moment was so ridiculous. It was cool. It was really cool. But it was so ridiculous. Advent
3: uh, <coughs> Children is wonderful in a what-am-I-watching-alcohol-popcorn.gif
0: kind of way.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: So and
0: I was cool. too young to drink when it came out. I think my favorite review of um Advent Children is the one that Sway did on back on like Channel Awesome where he spends the whole movie like ripping, you know, going through the whole review ripping on it and then at the very end when when all the, you know, when the screen's gone black he just whispers into the mic, "Between you and me, I didn't
1: hate it all that much." That's good. <laughs> and I, that's I, politics. I, I, yep.
2: <laughs> I
3: loved the we spent all the we spent the budget on the graphics and got the plot from fanfiction.net.
0: Shh. It's so pretty, though. Oh, don't worry. This it, day. it still looks pretty. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah.
1: worry. We covered all of that uh, Monday on the Popcorn Talk, so, yeah, video game that movie So, check that anatomy. out, guys. Um, check that out. I want to bring up something that Lindsay brought up. In case you all didn't know, we interviewed Lindsay Jones earlier today. You can go watch that right after this show is over. It's a wonderful, succinct interview. It was wonderful to have her time. Thank thank again.
0: Cannot say thank you. new
1: enough. Um But she had mentioned uh, one of her favorite parts, which when I rewatched it, I noticed it a little bit more, is watching Blake's ears. Yeah, throughout the course of the episode and the fight and all of the different emotions and talking about the subtlety
0: in the animation, the subtlety in the animation was Mm -hmm. the expressions in this one were absolutely great. It's been for all the characters again; they're all going through a lot emotionally speaking. There's a lot to unpack, and so the animators have done a fantastic job of conveying that to match uh, the vocal performances. It's so great. Mm -hmm. I loved, I loved the captain
3: and the mates on the show. All of them, they were really unequivocally Mm -hmm. adored all of them oh my god
0: yeah and i like that they were the ones that actually took out the dragon too they weren't just like you know nameless standby people even though we didn't get a whole lot of names um they they were actually the one that ended up blowing its head off it was Mm -hmm. great they weren't just shadow people they They did full-on ramming speed yeah Yeah. exactly which -hmm. makes me think that we're gonna you know we're gonna stick with them for at least a little bit I hope or, so. Or mm-hmm. that if we don't, we'll at least see them again at some point. I feel like you don't take out a grim that big and not come back.
2: Yeah you, yeah, you establish yourself at that point. Exactly. You're there to stay.
1: <laughs>
3: um, Cameron Watkins in the hashtag, and I have to bring this up because dang, how what about a crocodile grim? <laughs> have you seen those giant
0: crocodiles? They occasionally get in Florida. They're like eighteen.
3: Yeah, they're 20 freshwater feet long?
1: though.
0: And, it, and if okay. we ever get... Alligator And Greg. if we ever get, like, Peter Pan characters... <gasps> I mean, we do. Tick Tick-tock, TikTok. I
1: mean, who's Scarlet's Captain Hook? That's Boy. that's the only thing we have. And also, mm-hmm. uh, Malachroma drew an owl grim, yes! which was also in the hashtag. Go back in the hashtag last time uh, Malachroma drew us, uh, Whitley playing, playing Parch- Parch- Parcheesi,
0: Parcheesi.
3: Parcheesi.
1: Uh which, which happened while we were talking about it. So, Matt, you're on. They point.
3: drew Whitley playing Parcheesi. How yeah. did I miss Wonderful. that? I was at Disneyland, that's why. Um, can you tweet that again? I want to see it. It's <laughs> on the hashtag.
0: Isn't <laughs> yeah. that, do you have any idea how long our hashtag is? It's been two weeks. It so- makes me so happy. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so we get tweets. this. Wonderful, wonderful scene of them together um, and the the way that they reunited. And again, I'm really glad that she has a confidant. Do we have anything else we want to say about Blake's side of the story this time around? I
3: Again, I love the captain talking to her and just being like, you know, people, don't, people travel alone for a reason. It's pretty lonely if you ever want to... Welcome to the ship.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Almost a pre-recruiting uh, moment. Of course, she was having none of it at that point, but... But
3: it's, it's a show of solidarity for oh, one yeah. of your passengers, and that's mm-hmm. not something you would usually get from a captain of a larger ship.
1: But him being able yeah. to point out a, a huntsman or huntswoman mm-hmm. uh, makes me think that he's got a past.
0: Oh, of course he's There's got a past.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I like the way he put it, too. It's like usually the people traveling alone are the ones with the most interesting stories. If you ever feel like sharing story time, uh, just let me know. I'm, Doc, I'm really something. bored. <laughs> the sea is a very boring mistress. <laughs> it's been such an uneventful trip. Wait, oh, <laughs> So, too soon. Uh,
3: so yep. maybe
2: that is uneventful for him. <laughs> maybe. They maybe only take
0: oh, only
3: one it was this one
1: trip. This time, Man, yeah.
3: what else Jason Templar says next summer on Sci-Fi Grimnado? Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that TV program.
1: (laughs) We're going to see a poster before too long.
0: Tornado of Grimnado. I I hope so. Oh, I love it so much. All right. So we to cut back from uh, from these very sweet and tender reunion to back to the evil League of Evil. Okay, we get this great scene between Cinder and Salem, um, and it starts off with something has is physically affecting Cinder. And I want to ask you guys what you guys think that physical change is. I don't think it's the maiden powers. Personally, I think whatever happened to Cinder or or whatever happened to Salem to make her look that way, I think Mm -hmm. the same thing is happening to uh, to cinder as
1: well. It's the incorporation of whatever creature she used to absorb the powers. So it's not it, it wasn't just that she took room. Yeah, it's it's not just not just that she took the power, but it's she is also host to a parasite and the parasite might be locking horns with her physiology.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my first time through, I kind of thought, I was like, oh, is it the maiden? But as the scene kind of progressed, it became pretty clear that it wasn't like her fighting with a good portion of herself or anything. It was definitely something, I think, something more to do with the grim, more tuned. Um, Because then, of course, we saw how easily Salem kind of brought the grim under her control. And I think so. I think that kind of points to her fighting with some kind of grim power.
3: I saw a theory that said grim prosthetic, and I am down.
2: Yeah, like whatever. I mean,
3: the idea we, that we she got hosed her... badly enough to lose an arm, and then it was just like, okay,
0: we're going to do the thing, and you need to learn to control it because it's alive and it doesn't like you. I, I mean, I really love the trope of like robot hands and also like monster appendages. Um, yes. Like, it, I know that's kind of weird, but I really do like those things of like, you know, again, like the, the idea that she could have a grim arm, like that's really cool.
3: What if she that got would in- make
0: her armed and dangerous? Boo. Hey.
3: What if she got
1: infused with a geist?
0: Yes, yes, maybe. yes, maybe. Maybe
1: I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. What if she got infused with a geist?
0: And that way, yes. she could yeah. like. She would have the power to be able to like, kind form, of, yeah, form
1: whatever she needed as her arm, and she could have just cut off some some poor girl's arm and taken it as her own. Or uh, she picked up Yang's
0: game. arm. Oh, oh god. God. god, that would
1: be amazing.
0: Oh, that, that would be, would
1: be awesome. Be so so terrible.
0: <laughs> I I feel oh, like god.
3: that is a level of cre- creepy, messed up, and visceral. That I'm not sure this show is willing to go. We're, we're getting there. We're I mean, willing to go crazy, fantasy, little, visceral. But picking up someone else's dead arm and attaching it to yourself is like we're in horror movie You're territory. You're disgusting. Oh, Megan. I'm not talking <laughs> good horror
1: <laughs> movie is, territory. You know, I think in
0: how Scar, had spoilers, had his brother's arm. Yeah. Like, I think that's really that cool. That was an alchemical but accident. That that's a little different. That's <laughs> extremely really different.
3: Just
2: <laughs> oh, <up> no one's <laughs> using it. Just walking around. No, this okay. would be a vicious like, I'm taking her arm and I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna master that thing and then I'm gonna fight her with it later. I, I still know. have this one of her weapons mean. on it. It's great.
3: Oh. <laughs> well.
1: um, speaking of a completely different thing, um, I know we passed it, but I have to shout this out. Our Master 121 in the hashtag says, lawyer (laughs) grim or giant mosquito grim I think lawyer grim you have something there Aren't they the same? I mean, what? Bloodsuckers. It's a joke. Lawyer
2: jokes.
0: (laughs) Just the like. Welcome to the to Grim Court. (laughs) Standing (laughs) by life says
1: it was Yang's left
3: arm, and this is affecting Cinder's right arm. So yeah. So we've got a
0: Rakshasa thing going on where the hands are backwards. (laughs) So yeah, she wouldn't be able to pick up. She wouldn't be able to pick up Yang's arm. That wouldn't work. That wouldn't be very helpful. (laughs)
3: Or, or other directions. she could. Or other directions. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as helpful. No no. No, no, no. Evidently, we got the left and right mixed up. Anyway. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the ones that doesn't match. <laughs> she there would we go. Have, but in the end, it's not going to match. In the end, she would be all right. Because that's all that's left. Don't encourage her.
1: <laughs> he gets like this. See?
2: Uh, Alright. Did you miss me last episode? <laughs> Did uh, you miss me? But
0: <laughs>
1: <shut up. laughs> Yep, that's me.
0: You might be wondering how I got here. Well, I'm about to tell you. Anyway.
1: You're encouraging me. So
0: um talking about talking about these two, um, you know, Salem asks her again, and for, for some reason it seems like she has reason to believe that Cinder might not have been forthcoming. She just mm-hmm. really wants to make sure Ozpin's dead. I want to reaffirm with the table, he's not really dead, right?
1: I think he disappeared.
3: <sighs> I if he's not, if he's dead, he's not dead for good.
2: No.
0: He's going to come back as a big giant head in some way, shape, or form.
3: That's what I
1: said. <laughs> going back <laughs> yeah, to yeah. our tics two years ago, it's going to be yeah, a big, big old giant head Ospin.
3: So uh, Mark gave us a heads up there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay stop that anyway no never stacy i don't know i i can't tell honestly at this point if like either cinder does really think that he's dead because he disappeared and she's like yeah he's he's done or if she's not sure but she's acting like she is and salem knows that yeah which I, is why she kind of keeps asking
0: i i kind of tend to agree with that in that yeah i think he disappeared so she th- thinks he's dead, but you can't really be 100% sure. No that body, sort of no thing. death. Yeah. Exactly. And I
2: think Salem kind of knows that. Like She's like, no. I." And I think
0: Cinder's afraid of the possibility that he's not. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder if...
3: Because the, the Metroid tentacle grim came on screen. Jeremy. The Sounding death, like the grudge. The dead jellyfish. The whatever we're going to call it. Jeremy. Bob. Jeremy. Jeremy the jellyfish. Is okay. it Jeremy? I was just going to go with Bob. Bob Jeremy. the destroyer of worlds. Um, so... Jerobob shows up. Bob-a-me. It's Bob-a-me Just now. Just get
0: to whatever point you're trying to make. We do have a time she limit. We may
3: have gotten some information from Bob-a-me that, <laughs> yep, I have to stick with that, that contradicts what Cinder said because she was definitely communicating with the thing. And I, I loved the fisheye view that we got from it. The red tinged fisheye view looking at Emerald and Mercury going, I regret all of my life decisions ever.
1: It's pretty gross.
2: Yeah, they don't always
1: Who do you think did it? Malacroma made a Grim NATO poster already. I flippin' told you. All you uh, need is a little push. That's all you need. It's
2: god. beautiful. Yeah. Bless. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's the volume four
1: grim, too. Oh so. my god, you are Updated
2: amazing.
0: Viz. Malachroma, you bring joy into my life. So Thank you so much. So oh gorgeous. my god. Um, but something else to note here is that she, you know, they're they're increasing their numbers at Beacon. But she's also searching for an artifact. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I want to know what everybody's theories are on that particular one. I have one. I think it happens to be Ruby Slippers that she's looking for. I think it's she Ozpin's is the Wicked
3: mug. Witch. I think, the mug.
2: Mug. <laughs> I think it's Ozpin's mug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Ozpin's cane.
2: The cane.
0: Right.
3: But they did say that it wasn't Ozpin's weapon.
1: Who says that? Who was said a weapon?
3: that? I there. Mm. I think there was an interview at some point. Like that has been supposedly guys help me with links here help please cite your sources i know cite my sources help me with links here i feel like that came from someone
1: (laughs) sorry what do we have uh somebody's requesting a chupa thingy grim i
0: like it (laughs) it's all the goats like it okay um we we are running short on time and we've still got quite a bit to get through so i want to know any other thoughts on this scene before we move into some rapid fire predictions
3: This was glorious and very horror movie, and I will be interested to see where Mercury and Emerald go from here, because they did not sign up for this.
2: They
0: look like they regret
3: their life choices. Oh, yeah. I
2: think they're in a lot deeper than they really ever thought, and it'll be interesting to see if that turns them around or if they're going to stick through it.
1: And we haven't even heard Mercury this season. No. No, No,
2: he's been oddly, oddly silent. silent.
0: Just like that's not yeah. necessarily him. Um, we still have a giveaway to do, Stephen. Sorry, real quick. Um, okay, guys, that was our predictions. Yeah, we
1: did uh, predictions the entire yeah. episode. Yeah, sorry. we yeah, really did.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah. So we have a giveaway. Uh, we we picked retweets from our... Uh, we each individually had a tweet out. If you retweeted any of those, you were eligible uh, to win, so drum roll, please. The winner of Katie Cullen's particular retweet session was Tom Wyndham, T.W. Wyndham on Twitter. Congratulations, my man! Yay! And the winner for Marks was X
1: Inspired on Twitter. Woo! That is, t- that is, yeah. It was a... no, no joke. Woo-hoo. No joke. You won a, a RVB Volume 14 DVD.
3: All Special right. Special edition Blu-ray DVD comes with all the bells and whistles and I think a coloring book.
1: Yeah, yeah. Caboose's coloring book. <laughs>
0: yep. Sweet. And the winner for mine was... Da-da-da-da-da. Aqua Kazaz, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's at Aqua Czaz on Twitter. Congratulations! Um, we will d de- you know we will DM you guys for for details.
1: Make sure you're following us so that we can contact you.
0: Exactly. Yes. Thank you guys so so much for participating. Congratulations again to the winner. Thank you to everybody who participated in the contest. It means a lot to us that you are both supporting us and supporting Rooster Teeth. Thank you guys so much. Uh, going around the table. Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? Uh, you
3: can find me on Twitter, <laughs> Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kia J. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I am on all the shows. We have Z Nation on Monday, on Monday Star Wars Rebels on Tuesday, Arrow's on Wednesday. It's off for a week and the four, the four show crossover is the week after that. And then uh, Robots in Disguise is obviously not going to be on Thursday because what is Thanksgiving? We are figuring out a new time slot. Follow the Twitter. We will let you know.
2: Stacy I'm Stacy Shuttleworth you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Stacy Shuttle I'll be a little quiet online because I'm preparing for a craft fair that's another thing Ooh. I do in my spare time uh, but I will be back here on video game movie anatomy in two Mondays what?
1: Not, yeah, well, not this Monday not this the Monday, Monday after next Monday. we're doing King's Glaive Final Fantasy XV King's Glaive first month and I am the Internet's Mark B. Find If I'm on Twitter, Mark B. Donica. Rooster Teeth website, Mark B. Donica. Instagram, all that great stuff. You can find our interview with Lindsay. Uh, it should be, like, probably on your side tab. So go watch that now that the show's over. Find us on the Rooster Teeth website. Uh, find all of us at ABTV Rooster Team. That is our main group account. That's where we tweet out all of our information, guests. Uh, interviews, contests, things of that nature. So please follow us there. Follow all of us individually. Megan.
0: Yeah, there's definitely more to come. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Thank you again to everybody in the contest, everybody in the hashtag, everybody in the live chat. You guys are amazing. We love you so much and we will see you all next time.